0: As creators, we face challenges like letting our job drain our energy and end up burning out or unfulfilled. And when you get to call creating content a job, you might feel like you should be living your dream life, but not every day is going to feel like that. It doesn't have to be that way though. There are ways that we can take advantage of our unique strengths so that we can create to the best of our abilities. We can create great content and build our businesses online without compromising our energy and our well-being. It just takes understanding how to get to that state of flow and entering our zone of genius to build our dream lives, creating content without getting burnt out. So how do we do it? How do we get to that ideal place where we consistently feel inspired and are creatively fulfilled by what we do? I'm Kristen Buscan. I've been a full-time creator for over three years and I've brought in over $350,000 from sponsored posts and content creation collaborations with brands so far. Social Scoop is the podcast where we teach you, the entrepreneurial creator, to turn your online influence and creativity into a profitable, self-sustaining business. Brie Garnica is an energy coach on a mission to help people understand their personality, strengths, and superpowers to help them make their dreams a reality in a sustainable way. In 2019, she was working a job that she didn't like. She struggled with health scares, and overall, she just didn't feel good. She realized that her life didn't look at all like what she thought it would because she was living based on the rules that everyone else was putting on her, instead of listening to her own intuition and energy. She knew that she had to make a change, so she decided to pursue her passion of becoming an energy coach. By day, she is a talent development professional, which gives her resources around human potential and neuroscience. She uses these resources in her coaching practices with clients, helping them align their thoughts, body, and emotions so that they can make their dream life a reality. Today, we're diving into what our zone of genius is and how we can operate in it as creators. We're giving you the scoop on all things energy, mindset, and flow. This My Biz BFF is Social Scoop. Hello, my friends, and welcome to episode 105 of Social Scoop Podcast. My name is Kristen, and as always, I'm so excited that you're here today. One thing I'm really excited about this week is that Instagram is making it easier to discover and use Reels templates. I, for one, have actually been really into the templates, um, especially on my page where I post dog content. Um, If you don't know, I have another Instagram where I post all about the shelter dogs that I work with. And I love this because it takes such a small amount of time to create a really great piece of content. And typically you can find pieces of uh, content to recreate with these templates that are trending. So really great way to you know boost the reach on these pieces of content as well. So I love that they are launching this new template browser kind of process. You'll be able to basically search templates in categories like recommended, trending, and different ones that you've saved. And it will also automatically start adding text and transitions that were used in the original reel. So I think with this reels template browser process, Instagram was really trying to make it easy for you to create content and not overthink your content. And this has actually been like a really big theme for me. As of recently, I've been trying to just create content that is like a little bit heavier on storytelling and sharing bits and pieces of my life just to let you guys know that like, I am also a totally normal person who Lives very similar lives to a lot of you guys listening. Um, Instead of kind of you know like being more of a coach, that maybe I'm getting put up on a pedestal. um, I'm really trying to stray away from that in my content and just show um, a little bit more of me. And so I really love the idea of just creating content that is low production and just easy for me to create. Because at the end of the day, if we want this to be sustainable, it's got to be easy in some ways, right? Instagram also is continuing to work on the ability to create events inside the app. So this will be a way to schedule events in person or on Instagram, and you'll basically be able to choose who to invite or have it be um, a public event where anyone can join. If you add people to a private event, they'll also be added to a group chat where you can share photos, videos, and updates. Um, And public events can be shared through stories or direct messages. Personally, I really love this. I think this could be actually like a really great sales tool as well. Like if you're ever doing workshops or anything like, that. So I'm really into this and I can see myself using this when I work with brands as well, like having um, a workshop that I'm doing with uh, another brand that might be like in the creator economy um, can actually schedule that in Instagram. So I think this will be really cool. I also think it's kind of funny that they're almost competing with themselves at Facebook um, because right now I think a lot of people use Facebook events to you know create different events that are going on. So this should be pretty interesting. I'm excited. Now, if you're a TikTok user and you've ever had issues with music, um, this is probably going to be some good news for you. TikTok has partnered with Warner Music, allowing TikTok to gain license to Warner's full music library. So they've been negotiating with major music labels for months, but the labels want TikTok to share more of their ad revenues and increase their royalties. Um, Basically, in this partnership, it will allow future usage of Warner Music for users and Brand. So if you're a business account, this is great. TikTok has also been experimenting with removing commercial tracks, but this step might actually mean that it is not necessary. Um, I think that this is mostly relevant for people who do have business accounts where you don't have access to a lot of music. This will definitely expand the amount of music that you do have um, availability to access. So I really love this for businesses specifically, but I think it's pretty cool that we're like getting to the point where we can use a lot more music Music um, on on TikTok and hopefully Instagram follows suit. Now I don't typically talk a lot about Twitter on Social Scoop. Honestly, I don't know why. Like I just think not a lot of us are using it as actively as we're using the other apps, um, and especially now that Threads is out, I think Twitter is actually you know becoming less and less relevant as the days go on. Um, one thing I'm actually before I dive into this, really curious to hear from you guys. It's been Uh, I guess about 21 days when you're hearing this, Um, 20 days uh, from when Threads officially released. And I'm really, really interested to hear your opinion on it so far. Um, So I'd love for you to send me a DM and let me know if you're using Threads and let me know, are you using Threads more now than you were when it first came out? Vice versa, you're using it the same. Um, I'd love to hear some information about that because I'm actually planning a whole episode on that very soon. One thing about Twitter, um, that is almost just making me like, I don't know, like it's making the whole Twitter Elon Musk thing even more laughable. Um, Elon Musk just announced that he's changing the name of Twitter, okay, to X, just the letter X. And this is part of his vision for a quote, everything app. Um, okay. With this change, he also said that the default color will be changed from blue to black and tweets will now be called an X. So you're not sending like sharing. Sharing a tweet, you're sharing an X. Um, I don't know. Like, is Elon Musk okay? Like, should someone check on him? This feels like the work of someone who's going a little cuckoo. And listen, I know that Elon Musk is a very smart man. He has gotten where he is today somehow, right? But this feels Weird. I don't know. This feels like you're grasping for straws because Instagram is, you know, pulling out with a competitor here of threads, and now you're trying to do something that uh I don't know is going to hit with your audience. <laughs> I'm sorry, Elon Musk. Um, but good luck. We'll see how it goes. Um, very curious to hear what you guys think of this. I'm really so excited for you to hear the rest of this episode with my lovely friend Bree. Um, I will like give you the backstory on on Bri and I so I actually hosted a networking event a few months ago and brie came in everyone is introducing themselves and she says that she's an energy coach and as someone who like I'm a very I'm a Capricorn like I'm a factual person I like data I like things that are tangible that I can touch like right in front of my face right and so when I hear energy coach I'm like what does that even do like I need more information like I like I need to see data proof right um, and so the more that brie talks about what she did, the more I was like, "Huh, this is actually really cool." There's a lot of data that backs this kind of stuff up, and so I actually ended up booking a session with her. So um, she did this really cool thing where um, she and she offers these sessions. Um, I think she's actually only offering a few more um, in the in the month. So if you're interested after you're listening to this, you should contact her soon. Um, basically, she did this reading. It was a tarot card reading, and she essentially like interpreted the cards that were pulled in a way that was targeting a business owner, right? So she's kind of reading these cards to me like, here's what this is saying about your you as a business owner, about your business, about your personal growth and how you can be better for your business and, and just be better and feel better as a human in general. Um, and it was actually really, really awesome to go through this process with her. And it almost felt kind of like a therapy session, also a coaching session, but it was also really cool to see that the things that were being pulled, Old and interpreted with these cards were actually things that I had already been thinking about and already been kind of like tossing around and in, inside my head. And so to kind of see this solidify a lot of thoughts and ideas that I that I had was actually really, really cool. So it definitely made me much more interested and like be, made me believe in this a lot more. Um, so I'm really excited for you guys to listen to the rest of this episode. I definitely would recommend reaching out to Brie for coaching. Um, She definitely like as we are both coaches, she coaches in a very different way than I do. And I think you could benefit from having her on your roster. So I hope you guys enjoy and I will talk to you soon. So very recently, I have been starting to look at my business in a very different way than I ever have before as someone who is very, very analytical. Um, so I'm really, really excited for today's interview with Brie Garnica, who I actually met at one of our networking events. Um, and I'm I'm just so excited because I feel like you have so much to offer. So Brie, so thank you so much for being here.
1: <laughs> thank you so much, Kristen. I am so excited to be here um, and being able to chat with you and all of your- Your listeners. So, yes, I started Golden Bee um, as a space to take creative entrepreneurs from burnout and to become that magnetic CEO. And I would be amiss if that didn't include a spiritual, personal growth aspect. Because the biggest thing I experienced when I started my entrepreneurship journey was yes, there is the structure, there's the business plans, the revenue goals, the sales cycles, all that stuff. And that's how I was operating my business for a very long time. And I kept hitting this massive burnout. Like every three yeah. months, I'd want to burn my business completely to the <laughs> ground. I was so over it. And it's because I wasn't listening to the energetics of my business. And I wasn't creating my business to support like me and my own right. energetic flow and my the lifestyle that I wanted. I was recreating a nine-to-five structure when yeah. the whole point I came into this business was to create something that made me feel, you know, inspired and loving my life and really excited and passionate and being able to have that energetic connection with my clients. Yeah. So that's why I kind of started Golden Bee and where it grew into. And now I help other entrepreneurs being able to connect with themselves to lead their business from their heart space, from that soul space, yeah. instead of doing the whole, all, everything that we feel like we should yeah. do where all of the things that we're taught is supposed to make a successful business, but really kind of leaves us feeling burnt out and our creativity is dry. Yeah. And we're wondering why are we doing this in the first place? Yeah. So. And that's
0: like not a feeling that I think anyone listening is definitely going to be very familiar with. Um, I, I think it's like almost since the pandemic or something, like for me at least, yes. that's when I like really, I mean, we were all forced to obviously like chill a little bit. and. I never had so much like time to just like be with my own thoughts and like <laughs> really like start to yeah. take care of myself more. I guess, um, and so I, I think since then, for me, like I've definitely been trying to pay more attention to just like self care as a whole, um, whether that be like you know very physical self care, but also like the the spiritual aspect. And I was saying to you before we started recording too. like, I think a lot of people listening are going to be on the end of the spectrum. We're like, we're not spiritual people. Like we want analytics, we want stats. and And so I'm really yes. excited to hear from you today, because I think that you can open a lot of people's minds to like tapping into that a little bit more. And it is important, like you said.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's a common misconception that I have when speaking to my clients is they're like, you know, they want to be able to do more self-care and they want to be more in touch with with you know who they yeah. are and their their heart's desire and like what they actually want in their life. But also they don't want to become this yogi meditating, <laughs> going home on a mountain. It's completely disregarding all material things like we want to make a lot of money. We want to be able to travel. We want to be able to provide great experiences for the people that we love. So, you know, it's being able to know that, like, we can do that and we don't have to completely lose ourselves, be so motivated by where we're going that we realize we're not, not only we're not happy with where we currently are in our own bodies, in our own minds, but also we don't even know who we are anymore. Um, It's interesting because, so... A lot of the times when I talk about spirituality, a lot of it's also wrapped up in things like neuroscience, Um, just because of my own personal background of um, working in human development for five years and just growing up with two entrepreneurs. I've been exposed to this for a long time in my life. Um, But it's funny because so a lot of our beliefs and how we run our businesses and how we show up as entrepreneurs, a lot of those beliefs are actually set in our subconscious between the years of like zero to seven interesting and if you yeah it's when because when you think about it when you're growing up zero to seven you're looking at your parents and the rest mm. of society to learn the rules on how to navigate your environment to survive to be loved to you know re- you know to be in a loving home yeah. and like you're looking for that approval like this is good right like i'm doing the good thing but the thing is if you have not reviewed those subconscious beliefs since then, you are still operating out of the mindset of how to navigate the world when you were seven. And I'm 21, I'm 29 now. (laughs) So it's probably, time. I figured it's like time to like review those rules and see what is still, what still works for me, but also what is
0: now keeping me small. That's a really, really interesting thing. And like, that's something about gosh, this is kind of off topic, but I, I'm so fascinated by like neuroscience and and, like just psychology and like things like that in, in general. Mm -hmm. And I always want to like read a book on it, but I feel like it's all really like just too in depth and like heavy that I'm intimidated by it. Like it's, there's so much to learn that it's intimidating Mm -hmm. to even start. But I like, I think a tidbit like that is just so crazy. That's really cool.
1: (laughs) It is. And that's part of, you know, part of what happened, I believe, like during COVID was we finally had the space to sit down, stop moving. We didn't have to go to the next happy hour. We didn't have to try to keep hitting the next promotion. Like everything was just on pause, That it gave everyone the space to think like, wait, am I even doing (laughs) what I want to be doing? Because personally for me, I actually got, I was in nonprofit fundraising and Mm. I was running with it. I was going to become the chief like fundraising officer. I wanted to become an executive director of a nonprofit. Yeah. That's what I wanted. I, everyone told me I was so good at it, that that's what I should want as well. And then I actually got fired from my job and I got a huge health scare. I got a tailbone or a cyst on my tailbone. So like I couldn't oh my move. I was in constant pain for a month and a half. And so it's like, not only that I lose my job? I also couldn't interview for another yeah. job. It was one of the biggest scares of my life. And the entire time it made me realize like, do I even want to interview for another fundraising right. job? Um, and that was when I did start reading more of like the neuro- I started going back to what I knew and that was human development. So I started reading the neuroscience books and I read you are a badass by Jensen zero. Mm-hmm. And all of that led me to, it's like, I don't want to do fundraising. I don't want to go back in sales. I want to become an energy coach and I want to help other people understand their energy and understand what being able to have that power to connect with themselves and move grounded in that space versus doing what everyone else says that we should be doing and following the typical like laid out plan that we're trying to fit ourselves into these boxes that really are not meant for us. Um, They don't, like, especially for creative people, oh, yeah. we're not actually meant to fit into these nine to five boxes whatsoever. Right. We're supposed to be doing something completely different, leading the way, changing the way how we perceive how you can create a successful business, how you can create abundance in your life, how you can live um, completely just re, you know, it's like in the Monopoly game. It's just kind of flipping <laughs> the board. That's what the creative entrepreneurs are yeah. here for. We're
0: here to flip that Honestly, board. <laughs> no, I mean, that's, that's a really great point. It's something I think about often. Like I... If I had to w- go back to working a nine-to-five job in an office, like, I I mean, I don't think I could do it. Like, <laughs> I, I no. don't think I yeah. could. Um, yeah, something mm-hmm. that, like, we had had kind of chatted about that I want to dive a little bit deeper into is this idea of, like, your zone of genius. And this is something, I don't know, like, I feel like I've heard it in passing, but I've never... Mm -hmm. learn too much about it. Um, And so I would love to kind of have you give us like a, a rundown of what that actually means, your zone of genius.
1: Yeah. So zone of genius, that's going off the belief and the idea that everyone has that area that they're an expert in that comes to them Supernaturally, very easy. And because it's so easy, a lot of times we can discount it Mm -hmm. and be like, oh, well, everybody can do that. Everybody can be a social media manager. Everybody can be an artist. Everyone can, you know, do a podcast and be a producer for that. Um, Because it comes so easy to us, we just kind of write it off. But in reality, that's actually our zone of genius. And it comes so easily to us because that's our gift. Right. That is our area that we're supposed to be working in. And it's interesting. I heard this um, a while ago and it's um, your purpose is where your passion, you have your passion, but then also you're able to create, like be able to create a structure where you can give it and serve your community. Okay. That's, that's where your right. passion lies and your zone of genius is the passion side um, to help them turn into your okay. purpose. So, and when you work outside of your zone of genius, you can like, you know, you can do the bookkeeping, you can do something more <laughs> analytical. Um, or if you're more analytical, you, could, you can do something creative, but it's not in your zone of genius. And yeah. the more you can stay in that space, the more abundance, the more success, the more quantum leaps you can experience um, in your business journey. So
0: is finding your zone of genius like Something that is really done by just kind of like experimenting, like trying new hobbies or because I don't know, like, I feel like I there are people that I've had conversations with that I feel like are like, I don't know, like, I just like so many things or like I, I do so many mm-hmm. things like and and they I think about, like, the niche conversation, you know, like, what should I post yeah. about? I don't know. I like this. I like that. I like that. So, like, how mm-hmm. can people, I guess, figure out, like, what their zone of genius even really is?
1: That, yeah, that's a great question. The this-
0: The trick about zone
1: of genius is sometimes we try to make it too specific. Mm. Um, And there's actually a couple of things I want to touch on here. Sometimes we try to make it too specific and it has to be. And that comes back to, once again, our society and corporate culture, Mm -hmm. where it's like you are a marketer. You are a salesperson. You work in IT and like giving you these very strict boxes where for me, my zone of genius is in creating genuine connections, problem solving. And creating ideas. And that can serve a whole slew Ryan. of... Th- but like that's my zone of genius. Okay. When you put me in the room as an idea generator, as a big picture person, like that is where I absolutely thrive. Mm-hmm. And I can also do the smaller details because being a stage manager, like I've had a ton <laughs> of passions, and it's like I can't be analytical, yeah. but I love the idea part of the process. So that's kind of what I was creating and B, it's a whole coaching business where helping people like do the high level problem solving, connect, find patterns um, and connect dots that they didn't even know right. existed. Um, that's how I created it. And so the zone of genius it's it's a couple of things that's figuring out where what type of activities are you doing where time either stands still or time really speeds up. Mm-hmm. Like, where can you be doing something and you didn't realize you're spending an hour or two hours, three hours on it? Um, and then additionally, it's also like following this little, I call it a niggle. (laughs) And it's like this little um like wiggle of joy that like I feel it in my in my stomach. It's like this little wiggle of joy. And it's like following that niggle, that little like, oh, this is fun. I want to keep exploring, I wanna keep going. Following that will always lead you to where you're supposed to be, to your zone of genius, to what that secret sauce is going to be, or to the answer that you've been looking for, for like the big question that's been lit in your business. Like, what should I post Mm. next? Or what should we make the next program be? Or, um, you know, what's the next marketing idea? Just following that niggle is super helpful in figuring out your zone of genius. And just play, play with it. Like, I don't have to get it right Right. immediately. Um, Just- Play around, figure it out, allow yourself to fail. Um, That's a big Because one. it's going to teach you – it's huge. It's going to teach you more – you trying trying something and failing is going to teach you yeah. more than you sitting on the sidelines and still trying to figure out the perfect plan. Oh yeah, a
0: hundred, that's like a, a lesson I feel like I've learned a hundred times over <laughs> at this point. You and have to yeah. as an entrepreneur, absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, this is a kind of a side note. I'm I'm sure the answer is going to be yes, but have you like dipped into like human design at all?
1: Absolutely. That was
0: actually the next point I wanted.
1: (laughs) I highly, highly, highly encourage checking Mm -hmm. out your human design. Um, I grew up my entire life being told that, you know, I was flaky and I couldn't stick to one project and I had to, um, Find, like as an artist, you have to find one thing. Yeah. And that's the only thing that you do and like stick to it. Um, that's what's valued, especially in our society. Right. Um, and then when I did human design, it turns out I'm a manifesting Me generator. Too. And I <laughs> yes, I knew it. Cause that's the thing. We have to work on like five different yes. projects at the same time because it helps give us, we make we make ridiculous advances in all yeah. of them, but it's because we can we can shift our our focus. We don't stay in one until we get bored. And once we feel that bored, we just go to the next one (laughs) and then we work on that. And then we go over
0: here, but that's how we make progress in all of it. It's funny because I like – I just got into this maybe in the last, like, two weeks. One of my friends told me to, to go do it. Um, so for anyone listening who doesn't know about human design, you can basically go onto a, an app. I think it's the one I use is literally just called My Human Design. Um, and yeah. you basically enter in your – it's like your name, where you were born, the time you were born, the date you were born. Um, and then it tells you basically, like, just all this stuff about you. And it's almost like reading your horoscope. Like, when I was reading it, I was just like, oh, my gosh, this is so – accurate but reading through it I was like so many things that never made sense make total sense like I have been Mm -hmm. someone who like I hopped from hobby to hobby like crazy like I was super into pottery for a while and then I was like oh I'm gonna buy some like paint brushes and like I'm gonna start painting canvases and I And I always felt really bad about that because I would buy all of the stuff needed for these hobbies and then it would be like a hobby graveyard, you know, where like I never (laughs) touch it anymore and then I move on to the next thing. And I literally had conversations with Andrew about how like I feel very guilty about that because I'm just like, I feel bad that I'm like, you know, I'm not finding what's like perfect for me. But it's almost like after reading all of that, that I'm not necessarily supposed to have one thing that's like it for me like in my human design I am literally the type of person that that does hop from from thing to thing like that like that's literally in my Mm -hmm. nature so it really was so interesting Mm -hmm. reading through that
1: absolutely the thing about human design is and and this is where it kind of becomes a bit more spiritual is that all humans are a channel for energy for source life force energy. We all channel that in different ways. We're, and the human design goes into what what way, what is your style mm. of channeling that life force energy. Yeah. And so for for people like us manifesting generators, we are like the kind of chaotic energy, but it makes sense. Yeah. And like you just got to let us like <laughs> yes, we're going to have five different hobbies, but those five different hobbies are all going to play a part in the overall design. Like yeah. I'm into vintaging, I'm into yes. art, I'm into this energy stuff. But at the, at the same time, it I can see the theme, like the string that is connecting all of it together. Yes. And then for individuals who are like projectors, those individuals, they it's so it's so weird because I operate in this so heavily that it's like hard for me to understand <laughs> that oh that people do it differently than yeah. I do. Um, but for projectors, they are the ones that like kind of need to wait to respond to invitations. Mm -hmm. So for manifesting generators, we see something, we feel this full body, heck yes, we go. For projectors, they have to wait until it's like a problem or a situation comes up and they're asked like, hey, how are we going to go about this? And then that's their time to jump in. But if they try to go at it like a manifesting generator, or if we try to go at things like a projector, (laughs) Things aren't, it's, that's where you get met with this force and this resistance. And when you try to build something in that space of resistance, it, is so ridiculously hard. Right. We've
0: all been there. Yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah, no, it, it definitely, it's super interesting to to learn more about. But what made me think about that was when you were talking about like that that feeling in your gut, you know, mm-hmm. and that was something that uh was in my human design as well. It was like seeing like the way I make decisions was like that gut feeling. Um, yes. And I, I think that that- Your sacral yes. intuition. Yes, exactly. Um, And that was like another really interesting part of of human design that I feel like everyone should go figure out what theirs is um because that was Mm -hmm. also really interesting for me to kind of figure out like oh that that does make sense like so I'm doing it right when I just like have this gut feeling and I'm like let's just go for it and try it it seems crazy but I'm just like that's actually the way I'm like built to do it Yes, that is your
1: intuition. And by building up that muscle, the stronger it'll become, the louder it'll yeah. become. And it's just, it's such an important tool in our toolbox that I don't think our society necessarily um, gives enough credit yeah. to. We are very logical, analytical people. Like we want to see data, proof, right. facts. Like we want st- to like touch, see, feel like we want to know what's going on before, like, and like for you to justify why you do something. But as a manifesting generator and following and just intuition in general, that is the ultimate you trusting in yourself that you know what you're feeling is to be true. And you trust in your ability to take action from that space because you trust in your ability to navigate any situation for your highest good. And- to building that intuition connection is, in my opinion, very, very critical yeah. as you grow as an entrepreneur, because you are the one leading your business. It is your intuition that is steering this right. ship versus letting other outside things, outside influences out of you steer it instead.
0: Right. Yeah. I, as you were saying that I was thinking about, um, I think it was like right before winter last year, I was at a yoga Mm -hmm. class. And um, the instructor when she was first kind of getting us, you know, in the zone to start, she was talking about, you know, winter is coming up. This is the season where it's okay to retreat, you know, like, you're going to want to not go on as many social outings. And you're going to want to just like hibernate a little bit. That makes sense. Like, that's how we are built. That's okay. And it's, it's, again, it's so funny because I've always been taught, like, doesn't matter what time of year it is, like, we're going to, we got to do the work. We got to show go. up, you know, Yeah. but it's mm-hmm. paying attention to moral of the story, paying attention to <laughs> all of these things that out, that exist outside of what we've been taught on the, like the surface level of, of business. And again, like, you know, being entrepreneurs there's just so many other things out there that make it make sense more, right? You know. The, the trick about this, like it's I I can I can hear some of your listeners already
1: feeling like, well that's great, but I have revenue that yeah. I have to hit. Like sure I'm the enough. sole provider. Like how am I going to do this? And I I hear those questions and the biggest the biggest thing I can say is just try it out, experiment. Yeah. It's, it's the, this idea of like, when you're in those creative manifest like phases where you're feeling all of this energy, be asking yourself, what can I do now? What kind of structure mm-hmm. can I create now that I'm feeling in this creation vibe that is going to benefit my future tired <laughs> self? Yeah. Like what are some small wins that I can create? for when that when I'm tired it can be some easy small ones to keep that yeah. momentum going and so that's very much like being able to you know create content out in advance being able to have different ideas on how you can repurpose content um different like low-hanging fruit being able to take like a stories and turn it into a podcast yes. or taking a podcast and turning it into a five-part post series yeah. or something like that Work um, smarter not harder you know <laughs> exactly working smarter not harder at the end of the, when when the spiritual part of me says you deserve to rest because you are a human being.
0: And the entrepreneur side of me says work smarter, not harder. (laughs) Exactly. It's a nice balance between the two. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for being here, Bree. This was a great conversation. Again, I think it's maybe out of the comfort zones of some people who are listening, but I have to say, like, I used to feel the exact same way. And like, once I did kind of open myself up to it a little bit more. I feel like I've just been like understanding how I run my business a lot better and just how I run my body as a whole. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so thank you so much for being here. I also do want to just call out to that Brie has a really great podcast as well. Um, I just listened to the episode about, um, like just when you're feeling like it's all like all of the bad stuff is happening, like you just want to quit work. Like, and, and I've been feeling that on and off recently. So this episode, I think everyone should go listen to. It was, it was really, really awesome. I loved it.
1: Thank you so much. That actually was one of my favorite episodes to record because I was in that space and I was like, what, what do I want to hear if I were to yeah. coach myself? And that's how I created the episode. And it's fair because in your entrepreneurship journey, there's going to be hard days mm-hmm. and you're wondering... When am I supposed to when you're questioning everything, what do you do? And um You give some great advice. I hope hope you guys enjoy that resource. Thank you. I'll make sure that I
0: link it down for you guys in the show notes. But Brie, thank you so much for being here. This was so much fun. Thank you, Kristen. I really enjoyed having our conversation.